guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. Does this sound echoey at all? I feel like maybe it does a little bit because I'm back home, back where it all began, in the original closet, and not only is this space completely empty, my room is also completely empty, the house is pretty much completely empty, which is so wild for so many reasons. I told you guys I was coming back to Minnesota to help pack more stuff up and also I came back to help with a move. My parents officially moved out of my childhood home and I have not really fully addressed that because honestly there are so many emotions that go with it and I don't know it's definitely not the easiest thing to talk about specifically because it is my childhood home. I've never lived anywhere else with my whole family. Of course, I've lived places on my own, but this has always been the home base. So I actually don't know. This could be the last time that I record in this house, but I am thinking that when we officially sell this house, because it's not yet sold, but when it does sell, I think I'm going to do one more episode that's kind of like a memory episode And I don't know if that's going to be interesting to you guys at all. But if anything, I think it's really going to be more for me and my family. Just to be able to have a place to refer back to. To remember some things. And I'm sure that I'm not going to be able to remember every single memory that's ever happened in this house over the past 27 years. More than that. Because actually my parents built this house. And they built it before I was born. I think it was like 30 years. It's just a lot. But also, if this does happen to be the last episode that I record here, it is episode 180, which that in and of itself is special, 180 episodes. And it feels like we're doing a 180 turn in life right now, so it is pretty fitting. But man, 180, we're getting closer and closer to 200. That is a lot of episodes. But it's kind of cool that 180 episodes later... I am recording in the same spot where it all began and even though there will be a time when I can't record here anymore, at least I have some concrete documentation of times where I was here talking to you guys just inside of my little closet. There was a time when it was packed to the brim. It's now fully empty. It's been that way for a little bit now. But I don't know, I guess in kind of big stage moments in life, I am pretty grateful that I do this because it's essentially just like keeping a verbal diary and sharing it with all of you. I don't really listen back very often at all, but it is nice to know that it's accessible if I want it. Maybe in 10 years, I'll listen back to this episode. Who knows? But anyway, that is the biggest thing that's new with me. I've been here, I've been helping move. I will get into more of that, talk through more of my emotions about all of this a little later in this episode. But before we do, I do want to get into what's hot because I want to talk about the Grammys. And I feel like it was actually a very good thing that the Grammys happened to be the same weekend that my parents moved into their new place because there is something about watching an award show in a house that makes it feel more like a home to me. And that very well could just be because we are a big award show watching family. 
We love it. It's fun. It's inspirational. We love watching the performances. We love hearing the speeches. It's all really fun for us. So I watched that with just my parents on Sunday because at that point my brother and sister had flown back to their respective places. But I was glad that I was able to be there, get to do something that felt natural, sort of traditional, but in a new place. And the Grammys this year, I felt like were very entertaining. Let's go through some of the winners first. I'm just going to read some of the top categories. This is from Hypebeast's Instagram. It says here are the 66th Grammy Awards winners. Alright, so Album of the Year, the big one, went to Taylor Swift for Midnight's. And I was very shocked. I mean, of course, I was so happy because I wanted Taylor Swift to win. Again, this fairy tale story where she is having her biggest year. She won Album of the Year now, the same year that she became a billionaire. She is dating a player that is on one of the two teams going to the Super Bowl. It's literally like a novel. It is so fun to watch in real time. But I also felt like she was kind of shocked by this one. And not like Taylor shocked. You guys know what I mean. Like she always seems kind of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I won. And I think part of that is because she just wants to be very gracious about the fact that she's winning. But for this one, I actually felt like she was truly shocked. Which then I felt like her speech was incredibly authentic. She was like, this is amazing. And I wish I could tell you that this was the best moment of my life. But the best moments of my life are actually when I write a really good song or a really great lyric or the bridge came out amazing. It was a very fun moment, exciting to watch. Next, Best New Artist, Victoria Monet. And this is one of my favorite awards because they're so happy. And of course, everybody is if you're winning an award. But those that are nominated and win for Best New Artist, it's like it's the first time that they're experiencing this specific achievement. Which again, it makes the speeches great. They're so genuinely thankful to be there. I love too that at the end of her speech she said, If I know you, thank you. She's like, they're playing me off the stage. I'm going to make it into a song. She was great. I was so happy for her. Okay, and then the next one, Record of the Year, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. She was phenomenal all night. From her performance to her wins, her speeches, she looked amazing. The lyric change when she was performing about winning her first Grammy, which that's also shocking to me. I did not realize that this was her first Grammy. For how big she is, how often we hear her voice. I mean, think about that. There are some iconic Miley Cyrus songs from both the past and the present. I feel like she's very much a part of the zeitgeist, so it's kind of wild to me that this is the first time that she's won a Grammy but she won the night in so many ways. A lot of people did, but so did she. She was incredible all around. All right, next, song of the year. What was I made for? Billie Eilish, Phineas. Another one where they seemed genuinely shocked and so excited to be there. I love these two. You guys know I love the sibling dynamic. I also love that Phineas got to talk a bit in the acceptance speech. Because he just does so much. And I feel like not enough people know his name. I know a lot of people do. 
but still not enough. I know that Billie Eilish is really the star and people love her, but his work that he does for the both of them, in my opinion, is just incredible. The lyrics to this song are amazing. I love this song. You guys know that. It's on the playlist. And then, of course, Billy performing this is perfect. She's so great, so talented. I love that they won this one. Next, Best Progressive R&B Album, SOS One by SZA. I loved her speech, another one, where she seemed so incredibly grateful, so excited to be there, so excited to win. I just love watching people's dreams come true, you guys. I know that that sounds so incredibly cheesy, but it is what it is, and SZA had an incredible year. I'm so glad that she won. Next, Best R&B Album, Jaguar 2 by Victoria Monet. Again, incredible, winning Best New Artist and Best R&B Album. She had quite the night, so well-deserved. Next, Best Rap Album, Michael, Killer Mike. So good, so exciting. I'm looking at the picture right now too with him holding his Grammy and he is just elated, smiling from ear to ear. I love seeing people this happy about it. It's so fun. Next, producer of the year, non-classical, Jack Antonoff. I think this is like the third time that he's won this award and he's so appreciative of Taylor Swift. He always says that. It seems like they really love working together and that they have a genuine friendship, which is cool to see. And then lastly on this list from Hypebeast, Best Musica, Mexican Album, Hennessy, Spepeso Pluma. Love his music, so good. Also having a phenomenal year. Definitely well-deserved. So again, these are only some of the winners, some of the categories. Of course, the full list you can find online. Just type in 66th Annual Grammy Award Winners. But yeah, the whole show was really good, I thought, and had some really, really special moments. Tracy Chapman, when she performed with Luke Combs, that was incredible and kind of emotional to see. The fact that she hasn't performed in so long, but she came out on this stage and absolutely killed it. She sounded incredible hearing them sing this song together. I so desperately wanted to be there, but I'm glad that they did it, that it was televised, that I could even see it at all. It was so, so special. Another one, Joni Mitchell. Her performance was amazing. The fact that so much can happen in your life, I mean, the standard ones, like getting older, age, but also any health problems, any obstacles, whatever it may be, the fact that her voice can still sound as incredible as it does is just mind-blowing to me. That is not an easy task at all, what she did, going up on that stage, performing like she did. And it was so special. I loved every single moment. Another emotional one, for sure. And you could tell that everybody that was performing with her on that stage was just so honored to be in her presence and to perform with her. It was really, really cool to see. Also, John Batiste's performance. Incredible, impeccable, flawless. And then Billy Joel coming out with a new song, performing it the way that he did. I love that song already. Listening to it for the first time, I was like, how does he keep doing it? 
taking a break for as long as he did, coming back, sounding like that, and putting out a piece of work like that, I am blown away by these artists time and time again. And it's just so awesome to see. I would definitely recommend going back, either watching the whole show, or if you just want to see some of the performances, some of the acceptance speeches. I thought it was really amazing this year. When Jay-Z accepted the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award, he brought up Blue Ivy, he defended Beyonce, just so many moments this past Sunday that were incredibly memorable. Check it out yourself if you haven't seen it yet. It was on CBS, so I'm pretty sure you can watch it on Paramount+. Plus, Or, of course, you can see so many of the clips on YouTube. Another great year watching the Grammys. Alright guys, that's what I have for what's hot this week, so let's get into what's good. And there's just one thing on the list for what's good, and that's a song. Of course, inspired by watching the Grammys, inspired by so many of the performances, I went ahead and revisited some Joni Mitchell songs, and there was one that definitely very much spoke to the time that I'm in right now to what I started this episode off by talking about, by what I'm gonna end this episode off by talking about. So the song is called Our House by Graham Nash and Joni Mitchell. As always, you can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. Alright, and with that, let's get into Need to Know Basis. Like I was saying, my parents moved, my childhood home is empty, and I haven't really sat and talked about it with you guys because, again, like I said, there's a lot of mixed emotions in this, and one of the prevailing ones is that I'm sad. Of course I'm sad. That's probably one of the most natural first reactions to have about selling a childhood home. So I haven't wanted to talk about it because, I don't know, one, I don't want to get that emotional on the podcast right now, but two, because I think that I'm definitely prolonging the reality of the fact that this house will no longer be our house. There's just so much to process about it because on the one hand, it definitely feels like this huge thing that's happening and it is a huge thing that's happening not having that same home base that I've always had, it's kind of scary. Like it almost makes it feel like I have to really jump into adulthood, if that makes any sense. Like I gotta grow up and get out. And guys, I'm 27, okay? It's not like I don't have my own life and my own place and my own situation elsewhere. Because I do. Like I said, I haven't only lived here. I used to live in LA. I now live in Chicago. This house is not somewhere that I spend the majority of my time at all. But when you've had a place for so long, when your parents built the place, when it's the only place that you've ever known as a family unit, the only place you've ever grown up in, it feels like there is a part of your childhood that is ending with the removal of that tangible thing. A place where you can walk into, you automatically have so many memories associated with it, and you kind of go back into that role of being a kid in that house. So many things that I think about even, that I would do in this house that I would never do 
at my own apartment now. Stupid things even, like leaving a mess around my room, not putting clothes away, not clearing things up. I would never do that in my apartment because in my apartment, I'm like, oh, this is like my adult place to live. And my childhood home, that's where I get to be a kid. And that's definitely what contributes to the element of sadness. Feeling like your childhood is going away, even in your later 20s. But also, with this move, being in a new place, and doing this move with both my parents and my siblings, and my boyfriend was there, my sister's boyfriend was there, it still felt the same. The dynamics still felt the same. We were still goofing off like kids. (laughs) We were still running through the new place doing things that would make my parents annoyed. I think that all those things still exist without the exact space that I grew up in. And I really am trying to remind myself, it's just a structure. Especially with everything taken out of it now, the furniture, the artwork, our dog, our bird, the people. I really think that the hardest part about it You guys know I've talked about this before, but if I have a memory associated with something, it's really hard for me to get rid of that thing. Because there's a part of me that's scared that if I get rid of it, that memory's gonna go with it. But that's why I told you guys I'm gonna do a memories episode where I literally just list off childhood memories that I've had in this house just to be sure that I don't forget anything. But even that, I'm like, I'm sure there are things that I'm going to forget. But it's okay. It's really okay. And that is something that I'm trying to tell myself over and over again. Change is okay. Change is good. And the reality is, you sort of do have to move out of a stage of life to move into a new one. It's not like I wanted to eventually live in this house. It's not like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to raise my family in this house. There needed to come a time where it was just let go. But letting go is hard. Change is hard. I will say it's definitely a lot easier when you have people to do the change with. I'm so grateful for my family. I say this all the time. But it's like the fact that this house means so much to all of us While that makes it really sad, it also makes it feel bearable. Like, yeah, it's sad, but we don't have to be sad by ourselves. And there also is, of course, an element of excitement. The new place is so, so nice, so, so cool. Also, not having to take care of a house. You know, there's a decent amount of space for a family of five here. And only two people still live here. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but some things that you hold on to for a very long time don't make a lot of sense to hold on to. It's just getting over that hump that's really, really hard. And I know that this is like one of the most overused things ever when talking about a house, but it is pretty true that there is a distinct difference between a house and a home. When we fully lived here, when the animals were here, when we were all here, when our stuff was here, when my dad was cooking in the kitchen, when we were playing games in the living room, when my mom was making a fire in the fireplace, when we were all chatting and laughing and there was music on, 
that's when it felt like a home. But without that, it really is just a house. And while there was some stress and a lot of movement and things that needed to be done with this move, there were distinct moments that I was like, okay, this new place does feel like a home. We're with our favorite people, plus our favorite animals. We're laughing. We're listening to music. We're having chips and salsa. We're drinking beers. We're chatting. It felt like a home. So even though there's sadness there, there's also excitement there. There's also the knowledge now going through this move that no matter what, no matter whatever change happens, as long as our people are there, as long as we incorporate some elements into our life that have always been there, no matter how small it is, literally again, sitting watching the Grammys on a Sunday night, drinking a glass of wine with my parents, or getting bagels in the morning, or making our cups of coffee, or having chips and salsa, or laughing about something stupid, or obsessing over our dog, or talking in the living room, whatever it is, as long as you have the people that you love around showing up, being there for each other, I think it's all going to be okay. It does 1000% make it easier. I know I'm going to miss this place a lot. Of course I am. Anything that you're fortunate to have such amazing memories with or in or at, of course you're going to miss it. But also how fortunate is it that you were even able to have that? I think about that too. I'm like, how fortunate was I to be able to have a place that I had such a positive association with, that I had such amazing memories, that I view as an idyllic childhood, even though, of course, there's always ups and downs, I know how lucky I am. And I know that a lot of people don't even have their childhood home for this long. Again, 27 years old, sitting in my childhood closet. That in and of itself is incredible. And I'm just trying to be grateful for what I've had. Perspective goes a long way. I really, truly believe that. But again, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to also be excited. It's okay to be unsure. It's okay to have many, many mixed feelings about change and newness and the feeling of leaving things behind, being open to new places and spaces, being apprehensive about new places and spaces. It's all okay. I'm telling that to myself. I'm telling that to anybody listening going through anything similar at all. Again, maybe this stage of your life has already happened for you. Maybe it's never happened to you. Maybe it's going to happen to you. But whatever your situation is, having to say goodbye is never easy. Even if that is just to a structure. A structure that was once a home, now a house. But if this is it, if this happens to be the last time that I am recording from this closet, then it was all perfect. Thank you for tuning in from the closet. I love it here. 
I will always love it here. And wherever we go next, you know you're all coming with me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Whatever you're going through, feel all the emotions. Try to lean into perspective. Be open to new places and spaces. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 